BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. extraterrestrials is the monsters but they're real like the monsters under your bed or in your closet or like they could actually be real entities of some sort the praying mantis one is usually the doctor in the ship and it's usually the one that does torture stuff to the people and that they're the most scared of that one than any of them it was nighttime and i look up at the sky and i see a blue a blue saucer like very you know the the glowing blue saucer it was probably a you know 50 percent bigger than the moon and I look at it, I point, I have my sister who's three years younger than me look at it too. She looks at it, she points, and then like just maybe two seconds after that, uh, it shoots west. Hello and welcome to another edition of Supernatural Station. I'm your host, Roma Daniels, and joined with me is my twin brother, Jaron Daniels. How's it going, Rome? Pretty good, how are you doing? Good. I'm super hyped. We got pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Thank you to my cousin, Sean. By the way, our cousin is joining us again. He was on episode 6, episode 7, episode 11, 12, 13, I believe it was. We had a three-parter. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Where the heck you been? Um, I don't know. I, something around the missing 411. I do live in Heber, so 
it's developing, but uh, there's still quite a lot of bit of wildlife and different trails and things. So uh, it's almost like I never left you guys. He's closer to the stars. So you're, I think you're the first person to actually like return from going missing. If you're one of the missing 411, usually they just disappear forever or their body shows up face down near a river or something. I think I'm the missing 412. <laughs> is that, wait, is that Hebrew's area code? I'd be so mad if it was. No, it's actually 435. So maybe it's missing 435. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so not only is this an awesome episode because we got our cousin with us, but we actually have a really special guest, um, somebody that's had some crazy experiences, and we're going to discuss some fun things. Who do we got here, Rome? We got Thomas Silva in the house. Thomas has been a, a longtime friend. We, we haven't seen him for like a decade, so it's been a fun little reunion to get a little selfie with him and just catch up and see how he's doing in life. And the, the bonus is that we get a story, I think, today, too, from him. Last time I saw you was at your wedding, like, what, 12 years ago? I... About, yeah, about 12 years. Yeah, because yeah. I've been through some issues since then. I've been through a divorce, and I've uh, been single, and I play video games way too much nowadays, and drink way too much nowadays, so there you go. <laughs> I've had my video game time, too. <laughs> Yay, not alone. So this is kind of a cool episode, because, I mean, we haven't really talked about this. Now that I think about it, I mean, we've gone through, what, 28 episodes now? Which we're editing a few of them, so you guys don't know that yet. But um, what I can say is this is a huge subject for a lot of people. And I we feel like we talked about this. I don't think we have. No, we've talked about our experience in uh, underground uh, tunnels. We talked about reptilians. Yes, that's right. Uh, I, I think okay. we've dodged this subject for quite a while. We have. Which I don't know why. So here's what we're talking about, you guys, and this is going to be a fun one for a lot of you people. You people. Who's you people? <laughs> that's all of us. But this is we're going to be talking about UFOs, aliens, UAPs, whatever you want to call it nowadays. There's like so many nicknames for it now. Yeah, and since, there's, and since there's four of us, I think it might be fun to open it up by asking, has anybody in this room had a UFO encounter or an experience with something that they might consider a UFO or UAP? So um, I'll, I'll tell mine really quick. I'll, I guess we'll start there. The one I remember the most, and I've had a couple different experiences that I would think would be a UFO or something like it, but the one that really stands out, I was at Sugar House Park, which is here in Utah, and I was with uh, uh, an old friend of mine and his girlfriend, and so I think it was the three of us, maybe it was four of us, and we were up on this hill, and this little hill at the park was, it's a really, sort of a famous hill for locals to take, like, those little snowboards down, you know, the little just kids, kitty snowboards, but this was summertime, and as you look out west, which is, like, the direction you see from this hill, that's where, like, the airport is, so, like, that's where the, sort of the flight path for planes is, so... I'm looking out there, and the friend that I was with also noticed, and he's like, what is that over there? It was just moving too slow, and I'm sitting there staring at it. It's got to be a plane because it's kind of in that flight path way off in the distance, but it was um, much bigger and much slower than a plane. I kind of relate it to, like, the mothership that a lot of people describe, like those huge ones, you know, and it was broad daylight. sun was uh, setting just a little bit, and we just watched it for, like, two, three minutes just go super slow and then out of nowhere it just shot into oblivion and just disappeared and we watched it shoot into oblivion. It was weird because like there wasn't a lot of people around us and uh, it was just weird. It was super weird. It didn't look metallic. It was more like a dark metal, like the gunmetal type of color. Um, oh, wow. And just, I would call it cigar shape. I think I, think I said disc shape, but it's more like the cigar shape that you, you hear sometimes. And then it just shot off like way fast, faster than uh, what we have with our current technology as far as we know. Did it shoot straight up? Or was no, it, just... it shot west. It just like shot, yeah, up and, and west just until it was gone. Just disappeared out of sight and, and view. 
But so. let me ask this to you, like with you guys here with me, you know, cousin and, and Thomas here, that we're all together. This is a quattro over here. I like it. What do you guys think these are though? Like, cause I feel like, I don't know, but personal is like, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of technology that we don't know. Maybe government a- agencies have. And like, if it's right by the airliner, like that's kind of weird, right? Like why would they not shoot it down? You know, it's something that's not in there. I mean, I guess that's not a military airliner. It's a normal. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get military from this uh, specific experience. Cause that would just be stupid to go right in the flight path. And I'm sure they were in panic mode. Like I can just imagine the airline uh, control like freaking out. Like, what is this thing? What the heck? You know, I'm sure they saw it and they were probably, I want to find that recording. If anybody can send me that recording, if you work at airline traffic control, <laughs> send it to us. But yes. And I, I couldn't say the year. This was probably 2004 or five or somewhere in that range. I, I think I was still in high school or just after high school. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that you saw the phenomenon close to the flight path because you know i'm, I'm an avid listener on uh, atc radio and it's air traffic controls it, you know there's there's a lot of hilarious things that go on that the public probably shouldn't know about you know the things that the pilots talk to the air traffic controllers about it might actually scare the crap out of us yeah you don't want to fly anymore after that so not yeah so not <laughs> only what well, and it's funny because uh, i i recently went to vegas right for a flight and there was a, an interesting thing that happened that almost caused another plane crash that would be number two since i've oh been flying God. but nonetheless i'll tell that maybe a little later there's there's probably a lot that goes into uh, air traffic control radio and radar that they try to report on, but... Um, Get silenced? They're silenced or classified. You know, I don't know if they have a hierarchy about, you know, an- uh, anomalies or maybe something that could be military, something that could be, you know, top-level secret clearance, um, but... I'm it's, sure if it's not like a typical helicopter or, or airplane, they probably have these weird protocols set in place. Like if it's if it's something they can't explain, then they probably have like this specific thing that they have to do every time. Like it's like really intense. Report. Yeah, and then you just tell your your supervisor they grab it and throw it in a dark room and they like never talk about it again. Yeah, because there's a lot um, and there's a lot of free apps if you wanted to go and look. Um, it's actually really cool technology over the last decade has been interesting and cool to be able to track like the public can track planes right. And uh, every aircraft should legally have a, a call tag that's assigned through a beacon that radios back to air traffic controllers so that everybody knows where everybody's at and, you know, to help avoid crashes. But when you see something that blips up on the radar for just a moment and then disappears, no call tag... If it even appears on radar, that is assuming it appears on radar, right? Um, not, th- and, and this doesn't even include anything that pilots might be seeing, you know, as they're as they're flying out there uh, all day, every day. So, yeah, just curious things. Yeah, and, and you know, Jaron, you you asked the question, you know, what are these things and stuff. I'm sure we're going to delve deep into that question, like quite a bit as we go on with this podcast. And I don't expect any of us to really answer that question right now, but it's in the back of our our minds, and we'll we'll get to it. I'm sure that you know. As time goes on here. Yeah, what I find crazy, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there is like what Sean was saying, how like the airline fl- uh, pilots, they'll see stuff that they don't know how to explain either uh, while they're actually flying. There's that one, I don't know exactly if you guys have seen this one, you probably have, but it's like a big black, I don't know, it looks like the Grim Reaper straight up, just like floating right next to a plane. And it's like this massive one and it stretches way long. Did you, have you ever no, seen No, I haven't one? seen that. Does it have like arms out like the Grim no, Reaper? No, it's just, it's, it's almost like that very thing I saw it's like got the round head and then it's got like this long tail all oh I black. have seen that I have seen that yeah so that one's looks, a weird one. I actually called it a what, what's the thing from Harry Potter the Dementors Dementor yeah <laughs> it's one of those things right and so I mean that was one thing I just thought of when we were spitballing right there but also what I, th- what I find intriguing and crazy right but also being on a, on a Christian standpoint I know what I believe in but there's it's weird to think about if, even if you don't believe in something 
you're sitting there looking up and like it's a fishbowl. Like we're a fishbowl. Yeah. How weird is that? Like we're literally just in a terrarium and then it's just open, like just pure open. So yeah, how, how do we have any control over that? That's well, a good and question. this is actually a really fun po- podcast because we got two guys who are actually pretty familiar with like uh, novice level CGI kind of work. Uh, they both do a little bit of CGI and have done in their past. And so I think of a lot of those videos, like the Dementor one you're talking about, and I, I look at it so closely and I'm not an expert and I wish I had some better, you know, better eye for that stuff. Cause I'm like, is that CGI or is that like a real thing? I easily probably could have been CGI, but we'd have to show these guys that video and get their opinion on it. Yeah, no, that, that's so true. So yeah. Hey, uh, all y'all out there listening, we got some experts up in here. So we're going <laughs> to post a link they're gonna tell us if it's real or not cue the humble comments coming up pretty soon oh we're not experts at all you know we just we dabbled a little bit here and there and wow. we really don't have a lot of experience i don't know about an expert but let's just say that we've had a little bit of experience in knowing what to look for but i don't know thomas what what do you think of, what do you think about a lot of these videos that are out there floating around right now i mean let's just face the facts that the technology has gotten so good Compared to the last 15 years, let's say 15 years ago when we were making little short clips, you know, when you barely had a solid state RAM and all that wasn't even existent back then. And, and uh, just what, what do you think about the possibility of just a lot of hoax? And how do you help? How do you determine when you see something on the Internet that you you that turns you from being, OK, that is complete fake to, OK, there's a possibility of investigating that this could actually be a legitimate UFO video? I think it's unfortunate that as we've got better cameras, we have better effects, we have better fakes. So that makes things more difficult. I, I, I personally like things where you can have multiple witnesses corroborate, especially with evidence, because it's much more difficult to have multiple witnesses corroborate something, potentially with different cameras, that I feel like is probably the golden standard to go for. Yeah, how do you shut down six people in one place? Well, multiple different angles going on, 20 right? people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Different technologies, different backgrounds, etc. It's like the Phoenix Lights, you know. That was, like, captured by a million different video cameras, even if they were the old school 1990s, like, massive one you have to hold up next to your head that's all heavy and stuff. They caught that thing out of all those lights, you know, and everybody had different angles, and that was a pretty, um, that was one of the biggest UFO things that just happened in America, aside from Roswell. Yeah, Thomas, real quick, do you think that, what do you think the percentages of fake to real? Uh, if you were just, more, just ballpark. Just ball, ballpark, yeah. No more than 5% of it's real. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree with you 100%. And that's like why I mentioned that in the first place. Because it's like this, they've got AI programs now that can just create something for you. You know, like you put a few little things in there and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Just this I, thing floating I thought, around. I thought we were talking about real, you know, UFOs. I didn't think we were talking about the dating world. Uh, well, that, that that could apply too for those of you that are single. You might want to watch out the five percenters, you know. But um, they're looking for them five percenters. But you're talking to people who have done video editing since before YouTube was created. Yeah, I mean, one of our first videos was a. I mean, we're not Wrong talking phone. 1970s, but you know, when cameras were very first, like they were very expensive and very cheap, right? And you didn't have motion tracking; you had to do frame by frame editing, you know. Yeah. If you remember some of the rotoscopes from earlier, you can tell nowadays you don't really need much anymore to be able to fake a video. And you can always tell the fake ones because we live in an era where you have 4K, 60 frames per second sitting in your pocket. And yet, you know, 90% of the videos out there are filmed. They're still acting like they're filmed with a potato. (laughs) And you're like, what camera did you use to get that low of a resolution? Because I can't find one anymore. Super 8, bro. That's really good quality for as old as it is, you know. 
Hey, Thomas, I know you mentioned multiple witnesses, right? And that's like a huge key factor in seeing if this is legit or not, right? Didn't you mention something about uh, an encounter that had multiple witnesses that, that just it kind of blows the water out of things? Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's a case in South Africa, the elementary school. Unfortunately, I, I forgot the name of the city. Um, I think but, it was like, it was, was it Zimbabwe or near Zimbabwe? I, yeah. I, I can't remember. It's 62 witnesses, though. I remember reading that. There was 62 children that had had the same exact experience, and half of them still to this day that are still alive still maintain that it was a true story. So that's pretty wild. And we'll, we'll pull the story up, and we'll maybe cover yeah, it. Yeah, it, it actually was Zimbabwe, guys. Okay. It was Zimbabwe. Uh, 1994, 60 children uh, saw uh-huh. them outside in the playground. That's a lot. 60 kids. Yeah, yeah. And they all started, whatever happened, you know, at the end of it, they all ran to the teachers, like, hey, this is what happened. Yeah, all the staff were inside. It was only children outside because they're having uh, some sort of staff meeting. Yeah. So what became of these kiddos? Like, I know that was in 94. Mm-hmm. So they're all like in their 30s, like our age kind of thing at this point. Hey, we're in our 30s, you guys. They probably are close to our age. Yeah, yeah they probably are. But we, we have to pull up. Uh, I know there's quite a few articles. And in fact, there's a documentary series that was just recently released that probably be worth checking out that Thomas actually informed me of, but maybe he knows a little bit more about it. It, it seems pretty legit though. And, and I, from, if correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, but the guy actually goes back and interviews some of these kids that are now grown up. Yeah. So this director, I think it's Jamie Fox. I forgot the name of the documentary. He, he does get a hold of some of them as adults and has them recount what their experience was. So what was the experience? Like, can you kind of go into detail? Do you remember? Uh, what I'm recalling is that the ones that happened to see beings that, uh, well, I mean, there's the craft they saw, and a number of them were so close they saw beings come up from the top. And a number of them that had seen these beings recalled having, like, a telepathic, not just voice communication, but visual communication. And they were receiving visuals of things like natural disasters and Ooh. almost apocalyptic type scenarios so like they're from uh-oh joe rogan he's right they're from the future <laughs> so you're telling that they actually are like all these so these kids that are now probably adults have all have a similarity story maybe slightly different because they're talking to different people but they all explain that there is a visual stimulation that was telepathically given to them by these beings whatever they are almost like imagery yeah i don't know if all of them received both visual and you know voice mm-hmm. but the ones who mentioned visuals what they heard with the visuals were like something along the lines of the use of technology we have is bad we're going in a bad direction we need to do something we need to change so they're like um, the classic mom from like the 90s <laughs> they're like you gotta shut off that nintendo asap for us you're gonna burn remember, your brain remember yeah. playing aladdin oh yeah and super That's, nintendo that game was so hard that magic carpet ride out of that out of that cave <laughs> diamond in the rough good luck but but in reality though it it, it actually kind of ties into you know the theory of you know how did we get such technology over such a short amount of time it, when you when you talk about human history as a whole and then we we blast it out in the in the last 35 40 years of just so much to rapidly uh, expanding technology of flat screens i mean now we're in we have phones in our pockets that can send you know multiple spacecraft to the moon and so it just makes you wonder like you know where did this technology originally come from because we had hundreds of thousands if not you know maybe millions of years depending on your worldview of not this and then all of a sudden this shows it's up just this it's like within 30 years you got night vision goggles. You got the 
the smartphone chip technology. Like now we're carrying these things around that like literally do everything for us. And it's like, where the heck did this come from? Right. So I think real quick, actually, Thomas, um, did they, I almost called you your last name because that's what we call you. Yeah. But uh, I like the last name thing. Like when we met Jeff Meldrum, I just called him Meldrum. Meldrum. But um, Thomas, did they mention, do you know if on that story they mentioned like where they were from? Did they say? Uh, you know, uh, that's not something that was in the story I, I listened to. So, so they didn't I, mention Zeta Reticuli at all? Uh, no, but I think, <laughs> I think something worth noting that makes this story special is that, yes, you had the 62 children. But the story was interesting enough that this professor from Harvard, the psychologist, that was interviewing abductee, alleged abductees. There's that word, alleged. Yes. Yeah, but he, see, he was able to at least say, say that. Yeah. The psychologist, <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. He, he went to that school and interviewed those children. I forgot if it was within weeks or months of happening. So he had video interviews of the children pretty fresh. Yeah. So we have that psych- Harvard psychologist who interviews these children. We have, you can see those tapes if you want. Yeah, I'm going to pull those up at, at some point after this, like not on this episode, but I'm going to watch those after this. Yeah. So you have the video interview of them as children. And now you have Jamie Foxx's interview as adults decades later, and you get to compare and contrast their experience as children and what they drew and what they're saying now and they're not going back on what they're they completely have. consistent yeah and it says they, they call this thing the aerial school ufo incident uh i just want to read just a small snippet and this is from wikipedia so who knows how um accurate it is but it says one or more sil- uh, silver objects usually described as discs appeared in the sky they then floated down to a field of brush and small trees just outside school property between one and four creatures with big eyes and dressed in all black exited a craft and approached the children at this point many of the children ran but some mostly older pupils stayed and watched the approach so and then basically just says that the creatures telepathically communicated to the children an environmental message and that's kind of what you brought up so one of the things i was going to mention because i've heard about this before and have pondered on it is and not to be like the skeptic but you know there's there's a there's a sense of rationale that you want to make sure you rule out all of your 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 sidelines right you want to make sure you're trying to approach things from different angles to legitimize the experience of somebody, you know, my my first question that hit my mind is if you were going to convey a message about technology and our use of it, potentially causing catastrophic events, why would it be South Africa? What would be the advantage of an audience that doesn't have probably the exposure of being able to get that message out? Right. Why not just come right on the on the White House lawn? Well, I mean, maybe that's a little extreme, but what I'm just saying is like, you know, is this a village? Uh, how? What is the access of technology here? How, how likely are they to actually go to some of the world powers to discuss this message? Or, or what What would be the purpose here? What I think it is, just like uh, two cents on that, is because I was literally thinking the same thing, Sean, like it was on the same wavelength as you. I think, and this is just random, popped in my head right now, but like the childlike faith, right? When you're a young person, you have, you're not like um, affected by the world as much. So you got that part of it first. So yeah, go to kids first because their imagination is brighter. They're not as weird about talking to something they don't understand. Then that's why they say don't talk to strangers, kids, because they will, you know, unless you teach them that. So yeah, teach that to your kids' parents. And then lastly, besides just that part, I think it's also that if you're away from technology, who better to talk to? Because they're not going to be tainted by our question marks of societies. Like, oh, this is a trick. You know, like Us kids, like nowadays, we'd all be like, yeah, that's fake. Like, I don't know what you are, but you're not like an alien. Well, it's, it's interesting, but, too, because like, they're, you know, like it's kind of a double-edged sword with kids because 
There's a lot of things about kids that are intriguing to the supernatural and the paranormal because you got a lot of theories about kids from, you know, being closer to the spiritual pl- uh, realm. But you also have to understand, like, in this situation, what would be credited in my mind would be that they are they are kids. They are a future generation. And if you take a step back and you were to try to put yourself in these you know, the, the shoes of the aliens, you're talking to a generation that was probably prime time to be able to make choices with the technology that's going to be appearing in the next 20, 30 years. I think there's a, a good chance that that specific communication wasn't so premeditated. They may have been observing the process of our education and they observed the school and the kids approached them and they're like, hey, well, I guess we're just going to give you this message if you're here to listen. Like, it That's may a cool thought. Gonna... They remind me of, like, missionaries. Like, just pick anybody and, like, try to just <laughs> give the message, you know? Like, it's so funny. That's a good thought. I, yeah, I actually didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it could have just been opportune, right? It's like they're coming down. They're, they're you know, observing the areas that are maybe more dangerous at the beginning. You know, maybe they came down to, you know, the conflict of the world, right? The center of the universe, basically. The center of this world, I guess I would say which is Israel, Iran, that little Mediterranean area, right? Everything filters back to that place. So what I find interesting is that they said they saw floating beings. You know, that's always crazy. So I want to get into that at some point here in a little bit. But um, first and foremost, I know Thomas is here. We're, we're having him on as, as a guest right now. And there's some really cool things that he kind of wants to talk about on experiences and stuff. I guess let me ask, what was your first experience with UFOs and what piqued your interest? Well, it's pretty simple. I was probably eight and I was, we'd grab some takeout food and we just got home. It was nighttime and I look up at the sky and I see a blue, a blue saucer, a very, you know, the, the glowing blue saucer. It was probably, a, you know, 50% bigger than the moon. And I look at it, I point, I have my sister who's two years younger than me look at it too. She looks at it, she points, and then like just maybe two seconds after that, uh, it shoots west over the mountain range super fast right like again like you probably describe it as like warp speed was right? it was it the ochre mountains that west side over there like over the kennecott right yeah that's uh-huh. the, that's the way mine shot off too same mm-hmm. exact direction like warp speed just like you're saying you know what the scary part is that's that's the same as mine too really it all went left it, it well it when i west. say left west it so was like, left at where i was but yeah it was like the atlantic yep. or the pacific ocean yeah it was yeah i'm it was west towards just over like we live in utah in the, in the salt lake valley and i don't want to take over thomas but it's just interesting like yeah, all three of us have it is a blue craft you know it's almost like right when we spotted it it was like oh crap i gotta get out of here and see, it, I, it's I like it sees you yeah it's like, it, they, it's like it, it does seem thing. like they see you because like usually you start noticing them and then they'll they'll react sort of but how how react to one person like one random ant on the flat plane of the ground of the of only only if they were meant the only thing that makes sense to me is and this may be outlandish but is that they were appearing to the person that looked at them right? yeah so that makes i don't sense. know i don't i don't know i don't know how this works but it's almost like yeah you're right out of all the ants floating around they see one that gets caught and then they're they hightail it out of there you unless know, they knew who they were appearing to yeah, because I like to always throw in those like uh, comic book movie like throw-ins. It kind of reminds me of Cerebro, X-Men style. You know, like pinpointing one specific individual. Like, what if they have technology like that too? Like, it's like, oh, it sees us. Notice we it. have we have technology Actually, like that right now. I yeah. was gonna say, you know, we got yeah. the thing that you can shoot the ray of what's it called, the infrasound on somebody. 
Right. And it will make them like throw up and fall down, and they like they oh, bleed out of their yeah. ears and all that Very stuff. Pinpointed. You just pinpoint at one person. That's you know yeah. that's how I'm going down. But this is like the reverse, where it's like we notice them, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they turn their attention on us. Like, oh, they see us. So I'm curious. So I'm curious, Thomas. Like you, you mentioned, you saw it, and then your sister, mm-hmm. who's younger than you, saw it. Does she ever? Does she ever mention anything like that today? Oh, she sure remembers it. And she's very afraid of extraterrestrials, like the concept. So it did. Some, so she definitely it was a pretty. It's not only say scarring, but it was in, it yeah. was seared into her memory. Yeah, it's not. It, it's just that it feels real to her because of what she saw. So she takes the idea of extraterrestrials very seriously. You know, like one way I view extraterrestrials is the monsters, but the real. Like the monsters under your bed or in your closet or. Like, they could actually be real entities of some sort, so that's kind of trippy. So how old was she? You said you were eight. How old was she at this time? Yeah, so she would have been around five. I don't know if she five or was six. five, but yeah. No older than five. What I find interesting how you said the monster thing, right? I, I think as humans, when we don't understand something, this is the first and foremost thought process that I had with this, is that we see something that we don't understand. And the reason I'm saying this right now is because I'll get into it, but yeah, we don't understand it. It's a monster to us, right? And it's a very similar feel that like maybe deer and stuff, they see us and they take off. And so it makes me wonder, right? Like these apex predators, like the reason I'm bringing this up is I've listened to a lot of podcasts recently, a lot of alien stuff, honestly, which is weird that we're talking about this today. But I had this one girl, she said she's been abducted. I can't remember what show it was on. You probably heard this because we listen to a lot of the same podcast, Rome. But it was at lunch and she was saying how she's been abducted her whole life and they keep bringing her to the same place. And yeah, taken by aliens. You're the this one that was, told this me this was blurry this. creatures. That's what it was. Yeah, and they were talking to this girl, and she had some pretty wild like. And what she says is, stuff. there's always the same in every ship. When anybody gets abducted, it's the normal greys that have no personality, and they're cold to the touch, and they're really scary. And then it's the tall greys that look the same, but they're like they they look at you and they speak. They're actually more um they're more present. And so the other ones are like drone. I almost think the small ones are like drones that just do the bidding for the big ones. Yeah, I think they're like AI drones that are like made in the image of the tall ones. Yeah, to just like do the bidding. And then and then once you get to the and so they have the big ones, the small ones. Then they have the prey mantis one. The prey mantis one is usually the doctor in the ship, and it's usually the one that does torture stuff to the people. And that they're the most scared of that one than any of them. And that one's actually the most aggressive, and it doesn't like to deal with the people. That's what I always hear. On you know what her story and multiple other stories also had, though, is they had regular humans on board, too. And there's always regular humans Not just on board. ones like that were taken like she was, because there was some like that, too, that were taken just like she was. But there was also, like, military human personnel. Like people How scary that, is that? And she said that this was, like, in, like, a underground facility is what it seemed like, because they took, like, a train for a minute, and mm-hmm. then they were, like, in this weird underground. And... She would open a door, like, to tr- like if she tried to leave, the aliens would show her, like, if you open this door, this is the exit, and it was just, like, sand dunes that went on forever. Like Beetlejuice, you know, like, when they leave the house in Beetlejuice? <laughs> yeah, and it's just sand And everywhere. so she, like, knew, like, there's nowhere I can go. Like, and I don't know if that was just, like, a weird, like, image they projected on her, so yeah. she wouldn't leave, but it really reminded me of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Because Stranger Things, have you seen that, yeah. Thomas? You know how they have those kids yeah, there getting experimented on and they got powers and abilities and stuff and they're down in that facility? It's very similar to that. And it's weird because I always think, I do always think personally Hollywood's trying to tell us something a little before it happens a lot of the time. What I can say is that it's weird that they're always very similar and I don't get why there's humans on board. If there is humans on board, it's like, you know, it is like an underground facility that we're working with aliens maybe. We're allowing them to abduct a certain amount of people or something to still get the technology who knows when Dwight Eisenhower was president it's very interesting I'll yeah her story was weird too because she even like and you guys could go listen to the episode of Blurry Creatures she, there was a man that she became pretty close to that was like an adult man that was a military type guy 
that he was the one that would like escort her everywhere and like be her like chaperone, like a human chaperone. No, he and, was alien. Oh, he was alien. He was alien. Oh, I must have heard that wrong. Then he okay. he was a weird alien creature that she was a little weirded out at first, but he was very nice to her and he treated it's her. It's because different. he shape shifted just a tad. He he looked human to her the whole time, but his he eyes blinked sideways. Yeah, and friend. he had huge eyes. And she said, ever since I've been having these experiences, I can tell who's hybrid and who isn't. So she says, when she sees real people around, she says like sixty percent of people are hybrids. Yeah, now. she's like I can tell. And that's she's like I can just see it from their lady. eyes. Yeah, which is really creepy, right? So I don't know if that's so true, but. I don't know. She said you can tell by the eyes. So I'd like to actually chat with her if we could eventually. So wherever you're at, come chat with us eventually. It'd be awesome. I forgot to mention there is like two other races that a lot of people bring up that are um, in these abduction stories or just in general with aliens. One of them is the reptilian race, right? And that's a scary, I think that's the most scary one because they always say that they eat people and they're underground in our earth. They're the ones that are working with the, the humans the most. And they are basically farming people and all that stuff. So it's a, kind of a scary thought process, right? And we actually talked about the underground tunnels on one of our episodes with my cousin, Makes Sean. sense. Like, we did the underground the Salt Lake City Temple, right? Yeah. And the person that witnessed one of these creatures, right, down there and stuff. And, and it looked like that. Yeah. But in in another episode, I heard this guy. And he's like, you know, I saw, I saw a reptilian. And then I saw two other ones that looked literally like Godzilla. And they're, like, a little bit nicer than the main reptilian. He said what's scary about them is, like, he's like, I'll listen to radio stations. I can't remember what this one was. This is on another podcast. But he's like, I'll listen to radio stations or, or certain news agencies. Like, I don't want to talk about who it is. But he's like, I can literally hear them mumbling in the background because he's kind of like a psychic, too. But he can hear the reptilians talking in the background. Basically talking about what they're going to say on like the They're media. trying to influence. Like, they're influ- going influencing on. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And he's like, and it scares me. He's like, I get chills to the bone when I hear them and stuff. And, and then oh, there's the weird. ones that a lot of people call Nordics, right? Like the blonde like yeah. really thin hair blonde like really you know fair skin yeah blue things. eyes think about the thor kind of look what should we take a break yeah let's take a quick little break here encounters there's a guy from Pascagoula so this guy um this was way back guys in 1973 Parker was his last name he was he said here I'll tell him I'll just tell the story in his way right and he's talking to interviewees and again back in the 70s you know like this was super what do you call it um risque to talk about this stuff back then and but it was in the like Mississippi area and I, that's what Pascagoula is, right? I had no idea either, but it's like a river right there by, um, yeah, Pascagoula. So river. it's like a bayou kind of area. Kind of a bayou kind look, a, yeah. yeah. Okay. Parker hopes that his story will be cleared. He says, it was October 11, 1973. We'd gotten off work that day, and a friend of mine, he and I went fishing. The old abandoned shipyard, they had a little pier out front, and we were on that pier. I'm going to guess it was about 6 o'clock in the evening. It had just started getting dark, but it was kind of a bright moon. Parker said that he noticed a blue light reflecting off the water. And his initial thought was law enforcement officers had arrived to tell us to get the fishermen off the water because they needed to leave the property. However, when Parker looked up, he realized that there was light actually coming from a craft over the river and reflecting from the river that he'd never seen before. He said a big light came out of the clouds, Parker said. It was a blinding light. It was hard to tell with the lights so bright, but it looked like it was shaped like a football. I would say just estimating it was about 80 foot. It made very little sound. It was just about a small hissing noise. Then the situation became more surreal because Parker said three legless creatures, listen to this part, legless, how weird is this? Three legless creatures floated out of the craft. One had no neck with gray wrinkled skin. The others had a neck and appeared more feminine, like female versions. 
Parker described their hands as being shaped like mittens or crab claws. Oh, I've heard this story before. Keep going. I've heard this one before. Of course you have. You're like delved deep into the black waters of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard it, I thought they were like robots because the weird like hands, those mitten hands. But anyway, he said one of the creatures put one of its claws around his arm. Parker said he was terrified, but then another feeling came over his body. I think they injected us with something to calm us down. Parker said the creatures floated, he and Hickson, which is his buddy that was fishing with him, into the craft and performed physical examinations on the two. Then they were taken back to the bank of the river. And then he said, Parker said he didn't want to tell anyone what happened, but Hickson convinced him otherwise. So Hickson was the guy, he was the culprit. The two had contacted Keesler Air Force Base, but were told to, that they should call local authorities, probably because it was a laughing stock. Like, go call the local authorities. We don't even want to talk about this, you guys. <laughs> So they contacted the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, right? According to Parker, the two passed sobriety tests, which is good to know. And they also passed a polygraph test. Parker said that he also passed a voice stress test, which is kind of cool. Oh, I've wow. never heard of that yeah, before. I've never heard that being used. Then the ordeal seemed like it was completely over, but for Parker, it was just the beginning. The news spread worldwide, and according to news reports, Hickson didn't shy away from the attention. But Parker, on the other hand, he didn't want it. And so he just talks about how this is the first time he even wanted to give it away. He said, I've been going through this for 45 years in October. I never talked about it or wanted to talk about it. I have a very few friends, but they're true friends, he says, which is kind of like all of us nowadays, right? And he said, my family never talks about it, but they all believe him, right? So he said, after decades of largely not discussing the event, Parker began to change his mind after attending a funeral where he came into contact with people he'd not seen in many years and he felt that they focused more attention on him than the deceased. He said, I signed the registry at the funeral and people recognized my name. Out of respect for the family, I just left. So he's basically saying he's tried to stay out of the limelight because what, like you're at a funeral and people are coming well, to I'm talk sure to you back now? then too, like that kind of attention is not like, it can kind of mess you up. Like it can screw up your life, you know, if like that's all you get from people. It's like, oh, you're that weird guy that saw the weird creature supposedly, you know. Yeah, what do you guys think of that? Like, it's like arm, what was it, legless, wrinkled gray skin, and then two of them were feminine. Like, that's so weird. And it's on a riverbank, and then they pull him into the ship. Like, I can't even imagine. This is the first time I've heard of a legless extraterrestrial, so I'm still baffled. I just feel like it's like, I think it's like, I think it's a mannequin, like a robot, like on room, like those floating, like some kind of floating drone. Is it anything, something. is it anything like uh, M. Night Shyamalan's like first horror movie he made when he was a teenager, where he put like the mask yeah. uh, on the little RC car? <laughs> Maybe not that much, but the other other thing I can think of is like Ghostbusters, like Slimer. Yeah, kind of kinda has a Slimer look. Like arms, kind of gross looking. No yeah, legs. The whole legless thing just makes me think it's floating, which is interesting. So it's, it's either technology propelling it to float that way, or it's just the way that just how they move naturally. But that's weird. That's like they can't walk. They're just floating. And then like the gray wrinkled skin is a really strange thing. That sounds like someone like hastily put on some like fake skin over top of a Ew. robot, you know, like really quickly so that it would appear like not a robot, which is weird because like in society, they talk about, you know, floating things all the time and draw hieroglyphics of these floating things. And so it kind of ties into like the angels and demons aspect too like right it's like anything that's floating back in the old days we didn't know what the heck what the heck that was so it is kind of fun to, to think about all that stuff right now see these kind of stories are, are the type that like you can be a ufo researcher alien researcher and have all these stories that connect right like we were saying like you usually see these types of aliens on the craft it's this type this type this type and then there's this weird one that shows up like this that just throws you for a damn loop you know and you're mm -hmm. like what is this you know yeah it's the grandma dude it's the one that's like coming out in like a wheelchair it's not like it's a floating wheelchair you know it's like come on sonny that's what kind of what kind of large mouth bass did you find today i need some of that <laughs> i know I, did, I totally played a part that whole time i was telling that story by the way we're, we're not making fun of anybody from pascagoula yeah pascagoula 
we don't even know how their accents sound out there. You no. guys can make fun of Utah accents all you want. Go for it. I'm just like adventurous. Like I just, you know, I always like to play these parts and stuff. So I apologize if it. Well, I don't even apologize. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I did want to, uh, as I invited Thomas into the podcast, uh, Thomas, there was a, a story you mentioned to me at last year when when you and I reconvened as a long hiatus of a friendship. But as we started talking about, you know, UAPs, UFOs, um, there was another story that you mentioned that I I was hoping that you would want to share on the podcast with. And I I can't remember, you have to correct me, if it was somewhere in Oregon, but you were on a coastline of something and and you had an experience that was pretty profound, not as a child, but like when you were older. And if you can recall, I was hoping maybe you would be willing to share that with us. Yeah, so it was actually just a year ago. Well, I mean, over a year ago now. We were on a family trip. The in-laws invited us to go to a a vacation home for a week in Lincoln City, Oregon, on the coast. And it it was a pretty good getaway, for sure. And I had just recently started on a CPAP therapy. Um, I think I had my CPAP for like two months at that time. Is that one of those sleep machines? Like helps with sleeping? Yeah. Eating and stuff? Yeah. For apnea. Right. So it it was just weird. Like every, it wasn't weird till after the fact. Um, We were there for like five nights. The second night in, I had one evening where I woke up. My CPAP mask was off my face and it was detached from the hose. It's not a big deal if like maybe us... I don't know. I I asked my wife, like, hey, did I sleepwalk last night? Did I do anything? I haven't actually had a history of sleepwalking in my whole marriage. It's like, did I do something last night? Did I get up? Did I do anything? I don't remember taking this off. I had never done that in my therapy so far. She's like, no. And I just put it back on. It wasn't a big deal. But later that night, our, you know, we had our in-laws with us. So it was my parent-in-laws, but also my, my brother-in-law and his kids. One of his kids just like screams bloody murder downstairs like crazy. Like everyone wakes up. It's just Holy super crap. loud. Yeah, and they wouldn't tell. They didn't know what it was. They just thought he was afraid of something. And they're just like, okay, maybe he just had a nightmare or something. Then I had another night. It was either the next or the second day after because it's five nights. And I don't remember the specifics that well. There's one more night where I just wake up. I, I pull up with night sweats out of nowhere, just super, you know, adrenaline rush, freaking out, sweating, cold. It's like this crazy cold sweat. It's the most alarmed I've ever been, the most adrenaline I've ever had. But again, I had nothing, nothing happened that I remember to trigger that burst. I still happen to have my CPAP stuff on, right? Those were the things that were significant that I, you know, I experienced up front. What was weird is that about a couple of weeks later after getting home, I just thought it was weird that I, I kept asking my wife, like, have I ever slept walk? No. And I never experienced having my equipment off before that or after that. And still to this day, it's only happened one other time and it was still suspicious. But with a year and a half of therapy, I've, I've only had two nights that happened. And But that one night, both were just off. And, and how hard are those things to, like, if someone was to try to take it off of you, would it wake you up normally like would you probably yeah two ways yeah okay so if someone just attached the hose you're gonna hear it okay it's gonna like make all this noise because the, the steaming noise. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. two it's strapped to my the mask part is like strapped to my face either someone's messing with your head here moving your head around or they're you're gonna hear the air oh yeah but what was weird is i was like i happened to 
by coincidence come across stories where people say just before they have some sort of abduction experience that they see beings around. Oh no, and don't tell me that. Did you happen I, to see beings? Is this the story where you actually that, saw something in the rocks? That, that's what tripped me out, yeah. So I... Oh, you've been holding out on us on this story, He has been dude. holding out. Holy so, cow. So the part that trips me out is just... That same night, my CPAP equipment was detached and was wondering if I was sleepwalking. We were in the hot tub outside. There it is, yeah. Like around 9 o'clock <laughs> There it is. <laughs> scary. And... It said hot tub, and I said, there it is. Yeah. I was the only one that noticed, like, it was my brother-in-law, his wife, my, my wife. I was the only one that noticed, like... So we're literally on the beach. So, like, you just... We have a... It's kind of like an incline. It's very green, and then you we, we have some steps that go down, and then you can jump off to the sand we're right next to the beach and we have people to the left and right of us i look to the left towards the beach it's really dark like i see at least two that i can somewhat remember in my head two kind of just the edge of what i thought must have been like either adolescence you know preteen, maybe teenager age i thought it was just kids because i was seeing something from the corner of my eye and they're just barely halfway in the light and with the lighting, right, it just, that's all you could see. You couldn't see well. You're talking about the right? leg or the thigh? Or? Like, you could see the top of a leg to the thigh. You're talking about signs. Like an arm. It looked like Total a kid, signs. right? But, kid it was like, but it was like a kid size, like short. Like adolescent, like Okay, pre-teen. so not all the way developed. Okay. And was this nighttime? Yeah, 9 p.m. Okay, who the hell is hanging out at night? Like, these little kids, like... Galvanting it around the beach, like without parents, especially and stuff. around I, strangers who you have no idea who they are, what they're capable of. You know, like you guys could be packing. You did know, did you happen like, to see anything more than just oh, that? Yeah. Like, did you see a it was figure? Like two seconds, and they the second I looked over, they went away, but I saw two. Okay. One of them was about to grab your shoulders. Well, I don't it know was, about that. It was almost like you're spying on you. It was like it was like they were thirty feet away at least. Okay, no more than forty feet away. I just thought it was kids. I just thought it was like teenagers from another beach house right next to us just going out to like go to the beach. But I'm like, why are they hanging out next to our like chairs and our table? Like, why don't they just go down to the beach? What do you think but it is now? That, yeah, that now I, now I suspect it's related to the experience did I this, had that did night. This happen, this has happened at the night after the CPAP experience or the same the night? Same, same day. Same, same day. So, oh, so you yes. slept, <laughs> so you had the CPAP incident, and then you had your day, your your normal day, and then it was the hot tub later that night yeah. after? Or no, it was hot tub, hot you tub. saw that, and then you went to sleep in the yes. sleep apnea. Okay, so it's almost like... That's what I was thinking. So at what point, Thomas, did you, you know, because you said that when you first kind of saw this, these two figures... At what point did you start actually going, well, this is kind of... Like, at what what was the turning point from humans to just a bunch of kids to this is something that... Maybe something else. May, maybe something a little bit more than just your typical kids floating around. It could have been, so, you know, like, what what was the turning was point? Was it the kids screaming? It was the entire trip I suspected nothing. Yeah. Right? It was a couple weeks after the trip, being, like, boggled by the two nights and the kids screaming... Like, what is going on? You're trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Yeah, Yeah, it's just weird. And I didn't even... That's when I I came across the story, like, people sometimes see beings nearby the night that they're abducted. Mm -hmm. That's why I want... And then just that second is like, what? who were those... Were those the teenagers? Because they didn't make... It didn't make sense to me why they would hang out there. 
They would have just gone down to the beach. They wouldn't need to hang out near us, near the hot tub. It was weird. The second I look over, they just subside into the way out of the light. Let me ask you this. Like, was it a moonlit night? Like, did it look like the moon was shining pretty bright so you could kind of see things pretty well? Or was it more just like a dark, dark night? It was dark and we had the light on the hot tub. So skylight from the house coming onto the hot tub. Then there was the hill going down to the beach yeah. so did you see any like color like when you so you saw was it like bare skin did like it looked like tan it was gray like, was, it, was it clothing shiny like, i only remember a monochrome okay image of it like there was no color okay but because it was so fast that they decided to like move when you say move did it like did that seem supernatural like no. di- like disappear or was it more like they just jump out of frame kind of in your mind it was more like they just sidestepped out of the light. Okay. And then I couldn't see them because they're no longer in the light. I just thought it was just teenagers. But now I don't think that. I don't think it was just teenagers. You know what I love about this story? I love, I love it for a couple different reasons, but I like. I really like the fact that like there are so many experiences like this that probably most normal people or most everyday people have had. And they don't ever tie it towards anything strange. Um, but there could be something strange to it, you know? Like, it's just one of those weird things where it's, it's like, a, it's a it may not be a normal situation. So, you know? it's interesting, too, because, like, I have two comments about this. Uh, so, Thomas, you're not the only one that I know that has had a history of a CPAP for their sleep apnea. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, having seen one, these are designed to be on your head while you sleep. You know, uh-huh. they design these things knowing you're going to roll. They know that you're going to dream. You know, maybe not so much get up and walk to the kitchen and grab ice cream in the middle of the night. But mm-hmm. but they design these things knowing that they move. You know, people move in their sleep. They design them knowing that it has to stay on your face even while you're doing these things. So that's number one. Is it possible that you could have taken it off in your sleep? Sure, it is. The odds of it happening and when you start putting together everything in a timeline... And you step back and not just focus on the pixel, as I like to say, the pixel of what maybe one thing. Most of us like to focus on the one thing. But when you actually take time and step back and try to analyze it as a photograph rather than a pixel, things seem a little different. And you start asking questions that most people probably don't they don't ask. You know, what, what is the correlation between all these events that have taken place in such a short amount of time and why? Did anybody ever ask the kid that screamed, like, what what they went through. I think you brought that's that up. I was going to ask. Did anybody ask, like, did they, like, have a nightmare? Did they see something? Do you remember I any of that at all? I asked my brother-in-law. I th- no, I asked my wife, sorry. It was something to the effect of they think it was just a dream, um, like a bad dream. And So you didn't get a lot I, of details about... Yeah, and I was dissatisfied with that, obviously. <laughs> I mean, like, a nightmare, right? Could have been anything. It could have been exactly what you saw. But it's just a screen memory of this because the kid would be scared of that and wouldn't want to say it's real. You know, if he's waking up, he's groggy as well, he or she, and they're they're going to be nerve, you know, nervous yeah. of seeing these random people in the cabin or the place, right? Yeah. So that's creepy as heck. Already. So what's the nearest place that's closest? You said this is on the Oregon coast, right? It's on the water. Yeah. So is this it... was Lincoln City specifically. Okay. And uh, is there other close by like homes like would there within a mile, like less than a mile? Yeah. How rural it's is a, it? It's a beach house that has beach houses stacked right next to it. Okay. okay. They're all like squished in next to each other because like they will use every every lot of that beachfront is going to have a property what? on it. Oh yeah. What like, time of night was it that you saw these? these do you think? Do you remember? Uh, I remember it being around 9 o'clock. Yeah. Wow. That's that's just like a cool story. I just I'm, you guys were holding out on us. We were literally going to be talking about just like normal alien 
not even experiences so much just like oh ufos like you know this and that now we're talking about like legit creatures that tie into nightmares and screen yeah. memories and all i mean man this is awesome. well i like that story because it really could have been anything like it could have been black eyed kids it could have been you know the uh, there's the california watchers the um coast watchers that everyone sees a lot of people see them it's like at big sur and people see these like beings that just like almost like kind of like uh like stand on the very top of the hill like where that overlooks the ocean and people always see them and they're like apparitions and they just call them the watchers um of big sur and oh. it's just really creepy and there's usually three of them so your whole like i think there was three kind of made me think of that but this I was Oregon. Three, but yeah. i can see two you can see yeah. two that's weird that you feel three right and so these there's... things either could have been ghosts aliens like black-eyed kids like the whole gamut you know and so that's what's fun about it too yeah i mean three threes so what is it two two's a crown threes company <laughs> or whatever that's like that kind of vibe right it's like i feel like two by two go and preach the gospel right you, two is okay to handle you can deal with two people but when there's three somethings it's like somebody's outnumbered there's something like in the back somewhere you know what i mean so i think they maybe there's a purpose to that i mean there's a whole like you know triad like just so many things like a tripod having three of something you know the pyramids and all that stuff i just think there's like a lot of reasons for that but i i think that's crazy to hear about bro like yeah, i don't know a cool story and just the fact that you thought about it like later like oh there's some weird things going on with this sort of tying it all together like was i sleepwalking i like how you kept bringing that up to your wife like yeah you're questioning yourself you know last like, night you know well yeah. she's a light sleeper yeah she knows when i wake up and do things mm -hmm. and so she would have seen it yeah can i tell you this a really common thing that happens with couples um, when somebody gets abducted especially people that are regularly abducted um, is like their significant other cannot be woken up like when it's happening it's like they put some kind of something on that person that they're just completely dead to the world in that moment until you're taken and then all of a sudden like they well they wake up and you're not there sometimes that happens or they wake up when you're finally back you know but it's like they they cannot be woken up you could be screaming you could be hitting them with a bat like they just are it's like they knock them out with some kind of sedative or something. This reminds, you know, this reminds me of, I'm going to say her own, your guy, Christopher Walkie, Mr. Wow! Construction for a while. So if you guys, yeah, if you guys get a chance, watch Communion, because this is what this is reminding me of. Like, so, Thomas Silva's story here is you literally... Watch that. Have you seen that movie? Communion? Go look up Communion if you haven't seen it. It's I an 80s movie. Prime. I didn't Go watch, watch it. As long as it's not anything like Fourth Kind. I'm not watching that. No, it's game. creepy like Fourth Kind, but it's no, it's I'm more like your that. story. It's not like that. It's it's really good. You they go to a cabin, really okay? They have these little entities show up in their bedroom. He wakes up and sees them. The wife's asleep. She doesn't see them at first. It's very similar, bro. You got it, and then he, he puts all these lights tell on us his what cabin. You think after you tell us, yeah, literally talk to us too about what you think of that. It's too close to home. But so it's that, crazy. that's based on Whitley Strieber's um, actual true events that happened to him. He wrote a book on it called Communion, and so that movie's based on that. Whitley Strieber is really famous in the UFO world because he he had this crazy stuff happen to him, and he went public with it and wrote the book. And he's sort of just a hero to a lot of these like experiencers that have had similar things happen to him, you know? And shout out Christopher Walken, because that's like literally, I, I've never seen him act that good in a movie One before. of his best parts. Most of his stuff's kind of a joke. He literally acts like a real like actor on that one. That and really Joker good. are like his top two for me. Yeah. But that's really cool, really interesting. Um, I don't know, do you guys have any other, any thoughts you guys want to bring up? I mean, let me ask this, Thomas first. What do you think, what do you think aliens are, man? Like, what do you think, I think they come from a different planet? Like, what are your thoughts on aliens in general? Like, where do they come from? Do you think they have a tie to us in some way? Like, let's just hear your thoughts. And that's okay if you haven't figured it out, because most of us haven't yet, but... There's so many different experiences that... I think the odds are, if they exist, there's many of them. So, if there's many of them, who knows, like, what the gamut is on... Is it just another biological entity, or something other than just biological? Like, some people talk about 
you know, you guys mentioned drones. Well, who knows if in the future we have computer-like robots that, you know, have... We're trying to develop robots right now that do all kinds of stuff for us. And, you know, like maybe it goes... They say it's like a, a genetic robot. So it literally, like, still can do everything it would normally do as, like, almost a human. But it's just like a chipped version of a human. Which is weird to think about. And it's coded to you so that it knows how you think and what you so want. So it still has like a flesh. Like you could yeah. peel the flesh and it would bleed and all that. Like a normal flesh. But then there's chip and sort of basic robot inside it. So it's like, I don't know. That's weird for us to think about because we can't even get to that point yet. But that's, it's weird. organic, I guess we'd say. Like an organic body. If there is, like, if there are parallel universes, like, odds are we did multi-dimensional beings or entities. And like, we can see so many different variations of... Like there'd be an infinite yeah i know i love how like the marvel universe and like the dc like they're all starting to do this now like this whole multiverse thing and like it's kind of starting to pique like the everyday person's interest on this stuff but like you know people like einstein and stuff were talking about this way prior to all this but it, it's like that's what i always said deja vu was you know i still think that i believe deja vu is that that it's like the alternate universe version of you like the multiverse version of you just did that like yeah. seconds before you did it and then now you're doing it and you're like, I feel like I just did this. And somehow you're like connected to that multiverse version of you, you know? And so like somehow you have that slight memory of it, of already doing it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Well, and like with the organic drone thing, right? It's like the thing I think about with the alien thing, it's like, no, no way. Like it's exactly what we do. If you're thinking as humans, like we're trying to find ways to like delegate life. Yeah. Like we're always so busy. We just literally talked about this, Sean, me and Sean were saying like, I'm so busy. I'm going to get home at seven 30. I have enough time to eat dinner, like play a little bit of video games or something, get prepared for the next day. And then I'm, and then it's done. But like, you know, and, and he was saying same thing kind of thing, but it's like, if, if we're in this society where, you know, we don't have to worry about like war situations, anything like aggressive, but yet we still need to get so much crap done. Yeah. Like why not make robots that can do that, that like look legit, that can handle legit situations, but they're sort of fake the most valuable things in life are i think i'm starting to learn as i get older uh, is not the items that you have in front of you it's time and the relationships you have you know and being able to end your health those three things really but you know just the time that part like you're saying like we're always trying to make our lives easier by taking the things that you know take so much of our time and taking those away from those duties away from us you know if we can Sean, what do you think aliens are? Well, um, where they come from? What yeah, they are? no, um, had a lot of thought about this, and over the years, and you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the Bible is the word of God, right? So that's that's my stance. Um, pre 2012, I would have said something different, but um, uh, as as time has gone on, I'm not a discrediting by any means these experiences. I do believe that people have them. I do believe that they are. In fact, supernatural in ways. And I do believe that they extend beyond the bounds of, of natural um, causes. You know, my, my personal conviction of, of these uh, alien creatures, there's, there's, two, there's two theories that I have. And the, and the one stands prominent in the other. If I take you to the Bible's Hebrews chapter 13 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Now, we know that... 
at least in the biblical historical record, that angels have taken forms of people. You were talking about ancient beings that have been around a long time that exist in a spiritual realm that are far more powerful than human beings and exist in a realm that we cannot reach. Now, I, I, I believe that there are holy angels that serve the light, God, and I believe that there are fallen angels. Now, I am convinced, based on the fruit and the exposure of the stories, a lot of them are either... They can be deceptive in ways. What I am saying is that we're talking about beings that can manifest themselves in forms and, and, and show themselves in forms to people that are supernatural, okay? That's that's kind of the, the basis of where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Now, being ancient beings and probably much wiser and more powerful than people, it, it is within their ability to communicate without words, to possess uh, imagery into the mind. The other other option that I was thinking of during the podcast was just the amount from a human level, from a from an earthly standpoint and the technological standpoint. We have a lot of crossbreeding experimentation that has probably taken place for many decades, probably since the 50s. And is there a possibility that there's probably some, you, you notice a lot of them have a humanoid shape. Remember our humanoid dog shadow figure Majority that all three of, of us all saw. All creatures have humanoid yep. So yeah. it, it it stands to say that it's it's you know in, in my mind it was it's either a manifestation like rake for example of fallen angels uh, that have the power to take on a form but they're kind of they're not holy so they don't have they don't have a purity so they don't really take a good form and it kind of looks scary to us in a way of course those are just my you know my thoughts but the other thing is like is there a possibility that some of these are probably crossbred uh, experimentation from from people. Yeah. that have gone either sideways or maybe they're successful. I have no idea. But, yeah, I appreciate you asking. Those, those are my thoughts, and I'm sure there's much more. I but, love your um, perspective, Sean, and I, I actually um, would agree in most ways. I really have no – as I get older, my opinion's been changing, and I'm starting to really go towards your thoughts. But one thing that really stands out to me is, like, the fact that it reminds me so much of, like, demon possession, like how they, they, they take you and they force you to do things you don't want to do. It's all, it's like almost this like mimic of like trying to make fun of free will, you know, and they're trying to act like they can do it for long periods of time, which they can't. It's always a short time that they're able to do it. And we're probably giving up their right to do it somehow. But like, yeah, it's just that the, the, these things like Stephen Greer, no, you know, Whatever he's doing, that's fine. That's his thing. He's doing it's the. Dang- fifth, I think it's dangerous. He's doing the bit. fifth kind, where he's trying to call aliens in and saying they're our friends and that we should talk to them and communicate with them, and they only have goodwill towards the world and all this kind of stuff. I totally disagree, mm-hmm. and I know he was like with the FBI or he's high up in the military, or whatever. So he might have more insight. But like my opinion is like their actions show exactly what they are, and they're hurting us, you know, and they're doing it without our. It's almost like rape. It's like a bad thing what they're doing to us, and you know we're not. It's against our will. And so, like, whatever that means, like, that's why I'm starting to lean towards what you're saying, Sean. Like, I think it's, like, whatever it is, it's not good. They're not good things. I'm totally against what they are, and they're not on the good side of the spectrum. So, Roman, what Roman and Sean are both saying, like, the fourth kind, the movie, if you guys have had a chance to watch that, um, that's, like, a legit abduction that's happened, like, uh, case studies in Alaska. They did a full movie about it. Not really documentary. It's, like, more Hollywoodized, obviously, but... Like, all those abductions are literally like a demonic possession. They float up in the air, their their bones break, their jaw snaps in half, and they're... They claim high. that they are God. That's they, not They do something. say they, they speak Samaritan, and then they say that they're God, and they mock God, basically. And you got to remember, so, too, that a lot of these, like, when you when you put... When you take... Again, take a... Not to interrupt you, Jeremy, but when you, when you take a step back from these paranormal experiences, you see a lot of threes, okay? So... That's what I was saying, yeah. So the threes. You know, from... And I'm not trying... Everybody has their their worldview and that's fine but my worldview is 
you know, as a Bible believer, Satan is not a scary person. Satan is one of the most beautiful creatures ever created, and he had no intention to be in hell. His intention was to be God, was to take the throne, Ezekiel 28. When you have threes that are mocking the Trinity, and not only three scratches of demonic possession. It's always three. Yeah. You have three alien creatures. You have, there's lots of things that you could make a pretty decent argument that they're deceptive in wanting to uh, take control, right, and, yeah. and, and, and make a mockery. But, though, again, those are just my thoughts. I wanted to throw that in there. It, you know, like, you know, a lot of, of ghost guys, they get scratched by three marks, and you yeah. ask them, they don't, they, don't even, they don't even have to have a, a theology around biblical things, and, and they'll tell you right out of the gate that it's a, a mockery of the Trinity, and yeah. they don't even really understand the Trinity, so... And yeah. not that any of us do, but but it's just interesting how they come to that conclusion without really, you know, having much theology about it. So yes, yeah, so what I'd surmise is point. it's very the reason I was saying like the fourth kind exactly to touch on what Sean's saying is like my thought process is also like it's you know very demonic uh, potentially, but I'm not sure. Like I, I really not I'm not sure. I can say that very rarely do you see. I was telling this to to Thomas earlier. Very rarely do you see, and and maybe they're just hiding this from the public, but. Very rarely do you see UFOs leaving the atmosphere. It doesn't happen. We have literally satellites all over the orbit. Why wouldn't we catch them leaving the atmosphere? That's the first thing. Second thing, they're going into the water and they're not touching the water and they're like, what, living underwater? Why? And then there's a lot of stories about living underground and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know. That that doesn't sound alien. That sounds like it's from here and this, a different dimension. This and ties into a hellier thing too with the three toed feet. And again, yeah. the three, there you go. So so my thought process is like, it could be a big lie. It, there could be some truth to it. There could be things God doesn't want to tell us yet. What I can say is like uh, another another opposite side of that is if you're a cow and humans are killing you for meat, if you're a cow and you're smart like humans, you're going to want to kill that human, right? And they're the evil entity. Right. So I'll just say that too as like the opposite yeah, side of it. like shift of perspective. Because they are more powerful than us. If aliens have better technology and if they really aren't demons and they're just basic creatures that are just smarter than us, then yeah, we're going to see them as monsters because we're scared of them. We don't understand them yet. Yeah. So just like cows don't understand humans very well, you know? So that's, I mean, that's the only other aspect. But I do, I'm on your guys' wavelength with the demonic situation, for sure. I just think it's weird how they're taking people and they're doing all these medical tests. Like, the medical test thing keep, keeps making me think. I'm like, what's the whole deal about that? Like, it's Yeah, like, I keep thinking the same thing. You know like, I mean? like, how many people, of the, of how many abductions is enough? Yeah. Like, they you should, know, like, yeah. that, that, that's what I wonder. Like, I seriously wonder that. that like, how... We're all humans. Like, how, how, haven't you run out of tests? Like, yeah. you know. But yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think. Just... I think personally, it's it's about our blood. Um, yeah. They're, well, they're, there's Rh negative, right? They so That's reptilians huge. feed off humans supposedly, but I think that like the greys use blood as a fuel or something, mm-hmm. or they are hybrid hybridizing their like how that girl said there's mil- like tons of hybrid people in the world. So maybe they're like hybridizing us so that they can their colonies destroyed or something in Zeta Reticuli. I always say that because that's what I heard from the Skinwalker Ranch guy. He said they're yeah. from Zeta Reticuli. It's like some area in the galaxy. If that's the case, then maybe that planet is destroyed. And if they really are from space, then but again, why is it about the blood? That's another mockery well, of God. The Bible right? talks about the, the Bible talks about like, blood and how it has like this life force to it. Yeah, you know? and so yeah, like it's in Leviticus. So it's like a so, mockery so of God. So the thing is, is like too. I think um, I mean, look at all these like elites, like the celebrities and stuff, doing all this adrenochrome where they spit oh, yeah. the hell out of kids and like they kind of like becoming vampires in a way. Like yeah, drinking, they drink like, blood. Like Lady Gaga has been filmed doing it. Like I've seen her doing yeah, it. That's you know? kind of weird. Look at Megan Fox and MGK or whatever. They literally drank each other's blood when they got married. That was like their little ritual. 
was to drink each other. But they go blood. to these like little private events, and like Jay Z and Beyonce are like hosting them for the most part. Like they're like the top dogs over there, and you know, and they do this adrenochrome thing where they like literally just start feeding on like these ch- terrified children. You know, like the, these are the stories. I don't know if it's true or not, but like you know, it, and as supposedly like people that have tried it like makes them gives them all this adrenaline. It gives them, makes them feel powerful. Makes them feel like they're almost gods. You know, mm. what did that? But once... you have to scare the hell out of the kid. Like do horrible things to him in order to make oh, it. The adrenaline go into the blood, mm-hmm. and that's what when when you're fearful. And they, it's like what you do. They even have tests on this. When a cow's scared and you slaughter it right when it's scared, it's a different meat than if you just slaughtered it when it wasn't scared. Mm. So if yeah. you shoot it before it knows you're there, the meat is less tender. If yeah. you shoot it when it's scared, it's more tender. Mm. That reminds Which me of your so story, weird, though. Right? So, like, uh, Thomas, like how when you woke up with all this adrenaline out of nowhere, you're like, oh, I was the most adrenaline I've ever felt. Like, you know, it's, I wonder if, like, there was a. They were trying to get that adrenaline to run through your blood for some reason. And why, you know? It's right. a weird thought process, right? right? We're thinking about all kinds of spitballs right now, but... But yeah, we're like we're pr- probably at the end of this episode. Uh, do you guys have anything else you guys want to throw in there? Like, we're, you know... I mean, if you take if you take the biblical course, I mean, there's fallen angels and there's the angels. Um, uh, there's a lot of reason to believe that they may be responsible for why we haven't had a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. Um, because they've disabled... Our, They've shown us that they can disable our nuclear weapons, and maybe they prevented um, nuclear Armageddon. Yeah, and it seems like they were, like, super, like, you pay attention to the ancient astronaut stuff, the ancient alien stuff, um, how, like, they were involved in, like, supposedly involved in so many of our ancient cultures, you know, and trying to steer us in some sort of direction. You know, we all had, we had pyramids in every single corner of the world, and they all supposedly, like, communicated with each other, according to some, like, Nikola Tesla, who was experimenting with a lot of this stuff with electricity and you know the flow of energy and stuff and yeah. uh like copper tops and uh you know um gold or crystal and, and and gold and all this kind of stuff and those are like some commodities that like even aliens are said to be looking for but gold a lot of times too yeah it's just weird it makes me but you're right like there is some good things and so that also makes you wonder it's like they've steered us in some decent directions like why if they are ancient or if they are just uh fallen angels they should be trying to kill us and trying to do horrible things well they're always around like <laughs> The war, like when war situations are happening, it's like you'll see UFOs. You can find it online if you look like it's a, you'll find more UFO sightings around like when world war situations are coming up and things like that. And it's kind of weird to think about, but it's like, the, what is it? This, the word stranger than you think it is yeah, most of the time. Yeah. New conspiracies because most of them already came true. You know? But I will say like um, with the Hitler thing and stuff, he was really into trying to involve himself with alien technology. You know, maybe they came and really did visit him when World War situation was going to try to calm him down, not do this or whatever. Who knows, right? Maybe there was the evil side that was actually telling him to do it. And maybe there's the good side that was trying to prevent him from doing it. Who knows? And he was probably getting advice from the wrong side. Who knows? But yeah, I can't I've say I've seen that... his drawings of, real quick to inter- intersect, because I don't want to forget this, but like the Nazi bell, the crash of the Nazi bell, that yeah. was pretty much like a, it looked like a flying saucer. Yeah, hovercrafts. And they were making hovercrafts during and it had World Nazi War II. symbols and stuff on it, but it, it crashed, you know, somewhere. You can find the old video when Russia. they created like hovercraft and they're like trying to float them and they're kind of floating but not really and they're they're doing okay but i i would say like they went to like remember how they said they flee to argentina yeah which is literally like right next to like if you say if you think hitler didn't kill him didn't get killed or kill himself they say he flee to argentina with some of his highest ranks and there's a lot of nazi stuff down in argentina so that something happens there's a german influence there's definitely a german influence yeah but that's right next to antarctica like pretty close to it's like one of the closest places you can get to right 
And so, I mean, with it being said, Antarctica has a lot of stuff that's going on that's very... Yeah. And, like, hidden Antarctica bases. Antarctica is one of the only places that they don't allow you to explore in this... On this... It's the only entire, place you can explore. Entire world. Like, you... That's interesting. It's very, I didn't know that. It's very mm-hmm. restricted. Like, there's so much yeah. um, there's military a, enforcement. And the well, only two militaries are Russia and the U.S. If it's any consolation, you know... This is the first time I've heard this. So, my first... In, in, this is your, You're getting the raw reaction here is there's an obvious... Something's frozen that they don't want people to know about. Yeah, that's why I think there's a frozen. Have, have you guys seen the, the hole? Have you guys seen the Google images? Oh yeah, of I the, the at least the space look ship yep. thing looking. You know, Antarctica. Mm-hmm. It's like under ice. There's that. We'll have to, uh, we'll post that picture on our hmm. Instagram as we share this or Facebook as we share this. But there's supposedly a huge hole. I've seen the hole that too. People are not allowed to fly around. And- that that's what they believe. They believe that the Nazis um, have been working with whatever government or whatever has been doing stuff over there forever mm, and this. whatever they learned like back in world war ii when because they were kind of ahead of the curve like they were learning yeah stuff nazis were ahead of the curve this. for a while and i think it scared the world like crazy like it was a it was actually a dire situation we we're lucky that we escaped it but they retreated right and uh like whoever's over there now yeah like they're they say they went underground and they like have been having underground bases and building ever since and maybe those ufos that go into the water they don't touch the water. They come through there. The reason I think it doesn't touch the water is I think it's they're creating their own gravitational Gravity field. I think yeah, of yeah. Bob Lazar and yeah. how they create their own gravity. So as, if you create your own gravity around yourself, as you enter water, it's not going to move anything. Yeah. It's just because you're creating your own little field. You're literally in your own like dimension. So of, it doesn't affect field. the physical yeah. stuff around you. you know. And Which so could be explained why they move so fast. Yeah, yeah um, that's how it might also It might also explain why uh, light refraction is causing blue glow. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep. But uh, the other thing too is, uh, does that kind of tie into a hollow Earth theory, or I is think that it not? Does. It ties into. It kind of ties into a flat Earth theory too. Well, it's because it's the poles, though. The poles is like where they usually enter the hollow Earth. Sorry, did you? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I misheard it. No, that's it's okay. Flat Earth for some reason. They said flat. I, earth. Yeah, okay. so I, I think it kind of ties into the, the reason I think the Antarctica is kind of being blocked off, and also you can't really go north because it's way you're gonna die up there anyway. Both of those poles, right? They they always say that there's literally like an edge, and we're like in a dome. Like it's not like a full rounded Earth. It's like literally just flat, and then there's like the dome. So it's like it's, and that could be who knows that could be hmm. the case. But like there's literally edges of the Earth, you know. Potentially, and they just don't want you to. And they don't want edges. you to go. To the <laughs> that's edges. what they. That's yeah. what flat Earthers think. And, and that's say, the Game you know? of Thrones thing. So yeah. it's again Hollywood trying to show you like something ice potentially. Shelf. Yeah. You know the ice shelf right at the end of the Earth. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're gonna call this. Um, this is the end of the episode, I think, and uh, it's been a really great episode. We had some fun stories and just a great time with these guys. We hope you enjoyed it as well. If you want us to go any other direction, please like send us a message. Like We want to go wh- where you guys uh, want us to go, so if there's something you want us to cover, supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well at supernaturalstation. Yep. And, and the biggest thing I want to I say is I just want to thank uh, our guests tonight. I want to thank you guys for showing up and, and uh, just kind of, you know, bearing, bearing your stories and stuff. So thanks, thanks Thomas. Thanks, Sean. And Well, that's great, you guys. Like, thank you again for being a part of the Supernatural Station. I'm glad you guys had your ticket to be a part of this. Um, have your ticket again because we got some awesome shows coming up this direction. And, you know, thank you for riding with us and just being a part of it. Like I said, it's, you know, we ramble sometimes, but we're just grateful that you guys are a part of it. And just, you know, please communicate. I posted on my, real quick, I posted on my Instagram and I said, hey, what would you guys want us to um, talk about in the future? And you guys actually communicated with what you'd rather hear out of the two options that I gave. So thank you for that because it does help us want to communicate certain things to you guys. And 
Um, we love all the subjects of cryptids and supernatural. So yeah, and you know, it's just uh, it's just two of us guys doing this show, and we're just you know, we don't make money on this show at all by any means, and we don't do any of that stuff. We're just doing this just to do it, and it's fun for us. And you know, share the show if you like it. Share it with your friends and family. Just tell them about it, and um, we appreciate that for sure. The shout out is huge, and that's kind of how the show grows. And as the show grows, we can improve on it as well. Find us on any podcast streamer, Apple. Spotify, anything, right? So wherever you get your podcast, that's where we're at. And we're amateur hours. You know, we just do this for fun, but we're just grateful that you guys are a part of it. So thank you so much. Tune in next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.